Charles Smoot, a 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. Me, my name's Alan Taylor. I'm a simple man with simple needs. My name is Alfred Kenneth Mest. Uh, You can just call me Al. Once you all enter the pods, it might feel a little tight in there. Just take in some deep breaths. After a few moments, you will fall asleep. So we'll see you guys in 10 days, all right? But you all see a computer system at the front of the room, flashing across the screen the words, error, systems failing. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I don't think that's going to help, Turner. And you all see, barely illuminated by the light of the emergency lamp, rows of promise pods in the room. Snow here, and welcome back to the second episode of The Gate Chronicles. Yay! Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Yay. Okay. So I'm Snow. I'm the GM of this campaign. And with me, uh, I'm being joined by somebody take it away. I'll do it because no one else is talking. Uh, I'm Quentin. Uh, I'm a part of the Missing Role Player Found group normally because I normally GM sort out online, but here I am playing a character in TGC. I play Charles Smoot. Sup, I'm Andrew. I play Alan Tyler. And I'm Zach. Uh, You can also call me Blarg. That'll be my screen name. And then I'm playing good old Alfred Kenneth Mest today. Oh, Alfred Kenneth Mest. How lovely. Well, guys, in summation, what happened last episode? Uh, we all done got Everyone's scammed. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Um, in summation, we met a lot of people, and we didn't meet even more people. And a lot of the people we didn't meet, and the people we did meet, we can't all meet. died. <laughs> and Listen, that's all. At I least know. we met the important characters. I I, I don't know if we did. RPGs called missed opportunity. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, but genuinely, uh. Uh, we all signed up for a sleep study with a organization called Oros, and uh, there were a lot of people who entered in the sleep study, a lot of which we did not get to interact with. Uh, but by the end of it all, uh, everything went horribly and wonderfully wrong. Uh, They're schmucks. Horribly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we all woke like up. I said, everyone's and, dead. And uh, everyone's dead. Uh, we, we woke up. Some people were still stasis in their sleeping pods, and some of their bodies decayed, and well, uh, let's just say a guard shot himself. There's an unknown illness, and uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on! You're hogging all the airtime. Does somebody Wrong. else want to talk about this? Oh, someone, yeah, yeah, yeah go, no, go. That's good. Oh, I feel like I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, we got all outside. Right. Yeah, yeah, we got out. <laughs> we were that in another ground bunker. That was where I was going to, to pick up out. from there. Congratulations. We got out. Good job, team. So yes, after waking up in a facility deep under the ground, making it to an elevator that led to some unknown destination. 
You guys finally escaped from the underground. Outside. And now, eh, hold on, I need my sound. Eh, the music. The music. Eh, the music. Eh. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh. Yeah. Birds are waking As the elevator doors part, you are hit by a blast of warm, fresh air. The sound of insects, birds, and the rustling of leaves fills your ears. A mass of ruins stands before you. Plaster walls toppled over with vines sprawling through the openings, fogged glass shattered on the ground. Light cascades in odd shapes on the cracked and moss-covered floors. And above you, as you look up, you realize that there is almost no roof left to this skeleton of a building. Instead, you see the canopy of massive trees arching overhead. Their crowns shy away from each other allowing the light to barely pass through. So, everyone can roll their perception checks. Yay! 16. 17. You ass. Community. <laughs> How am I the ass? <laughs> oh, I got a 16. All right. Yeah. All right. Little solidarity. <laughs> so you all step off the elevator, followed along by David and Kelsey. You all see before you... As I just described, the fallen walls and the ruins, things seem rather familiar to you, though. You see, on your left, there is a room where you assume it must have been some kind of storage thing, as you see there is a set of lockers falling through the wall. And then it dawns on you, that that was where you guys were before you went into the promise pods, before you went to sleep. Wait a minute, that's where I left my wallet. I wish to grab the wrench from my side. Or I guess I, I would have been holding this holding it this whole time anyway. So I'm going to take the wrench and start trying to open one of the locker doors. Okay. Uh, let's say the one all the way to the end. Okay. Can I roll a knowledge nature uh, to look at the trees to see what type of trees they are? Sure. I crit fail. They are trees. <laughs> They have you puck, have maybe. absolutely no idea what kind of trees they are. You know that they are massive. And like just peering out one of the broken windows, you can see that they appear to have a very dark, dark and deep, like reddish colored wood. But you have no idea what kind of trees these are. That's some generous information for a one. Listen, I mean, from his perception. Trees, they're just that was rocks. <laughs> generous information. He had a perception earlier that was generic. So, I, I guess, mean, yeah. obviously he was he able can... to tell they were trees. He just doesn't know what kind. Oh, goodness. Uh, is this the same research facility? Probably. If, so. If it is, then maybe our stuff is still here. Well, that's what, what happened to this sure. place? Speaking yeah. of which, have I managed to get that locker door open? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, please roll a strength check. Okay, so a 17. You pry open the locker door with this wrench that you have in your hands. Um, and with a clang, it falls down. You see inside, there doesn't really appear to be much. There's a torn duffel bag kind of fallen over in like in the bottom back, covered by one of the shelves that had fallen on top of it. Al, come here real quick. What? What's going I, on? I, 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 I walk over. I, I said, Al. Wait. I am Alan. <laughs> M- Mr. Mest. Uh, a, a moment, if you would. What did you find over here? What is going on? I just wanted to talk to uh, another scientist real quick. Um, yeah. So, Alfred, uh, these trees look like they were planted here full grown. Because mm. if you recall, the research facility when we arrived 
was in the middle of a vacant field. That's true. I'm These knowledge are... nature check. Significantly better. 22. Do they look like they were planted here full grown? I guess. That was more of a I joke. Don't think that's how a knowledge nature would work. Um, you can tell that the trees appear to be very old and very large, but you would have no way of knowing if they were planted uh, there at this age. The, I that's, mean, if you look around, uh, first off, you guys are standing in the corner at a wall. Well, I was talking to him. I want okay. to pull him to the corner. Well, well yeah. Well, <laughs> there was windows here, right? Yeah, those are windows. Those, those look like windows to me. Yeah. He walks up the one. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking out there. You don't really see much. You see, actually, make another perception check instead of a knowledge nature in this circumstance. Okay. 24. All right. As you look out the window, you see that there's some sidewalk still there, but a lot of it's been encroached upon by these plants. Very large roots have sprawled underneath them and lifted parts of it up. You can't even really see the parking lot at all. You don't see really any cars or anything. You just see a lot of dirt and, and plants kind of just enveloping the area. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna go with these have been here for a while. That's what I was afraid of. Well, guys, it looks like uh, well, we were asleep for a little longer than intended. A little? By a little, I mean potentially a couple of years. And by a couple, maybe a couple hundred. I don't know about jumping to a couple hundred. Maybe a few decades is possible, but uh, and, I don't and think how, it's possible. how quickly do you think trees grow, sir? I've never farmed trees, <laughs> but I guess a long time. And, and what's your definition of a long time here? I don't know. A few decades. Hold on. Hold on. Now, if I'm thinking about this the right way, trees don't grow this big in a hundred years. These, these are huge. These look like they could probably fit about ten of you, Mr. Smoot, around it. That's what I'm saying. Big trees, I, not a hundred years. No way this is just a hundred. This may be... I'm not a scientist. I don't know this kind of stuff. I do literally... what are you? He just pauses and looks at you. <laughs> When I grew up, in, it, it kind of reminds me of the trees from when I was in Nigeria. They were very large, like when we went to visit the tropics. Very large trees, like in the jungles. They take thousands of years to get that big. <sighs> Regardless, due to the state of what looks like outside and the state of in here, I don't think anyone's coming for us. We should try and find what we can. Let's scavenge these lockers, see if there's anything salvageable. Not a bad idea. I proceed to continue to bash the rusted doors with my wrench. Okay. Some of the doors open without really you needing to bust them open. Some are actually hanging open. Um, and as you proceed into the room, I assume, is that what you're doing? Yeah. I would also okay. go into the room as well. Okay. I'll take uh, these set of lockers over here. Okay. So what you guys are saying is that those bodies downstairs they're oh my god really really old most likely <laughs> more than likely oh my god but if we were down there then then that must mean that everyone else is down there as well and that's the, them unless they got out but we don't 
We got out, didn't we? We don't know why we got out. We don't know if there was anyone that left before us. Roll a diplomacy. Weren't some of those pods empty? We also don't know when they left before us. Now we're playing with a matter of time. Not not all the pods were empty. No, but some of them. No. 11 on my diplomacy. Okay. She says, I'm not a child. I understand that if this is, it's been a long time, but those are definitely dead bodies down there. Which means that a lot, more than likely, the people that were up here are down there. More than likely, but there are no guarantees. Right now, we know nothing. We don't even know, really, when we are. My only question is the one set of bodies that we found. They didn't seem to be excessively decomposed or anything. Almost like it happened recently. It looked like a murder-suicide. Are you talking about where we found the gun? Yeah. That seemed like a guard station. Whoever, whenever we are in, it seems like someone was watching over us. So, somebody was kept us locked away for years in a basement, and they were watching us as we died? I think it's more they didn't know how to save us. And they didn't want to accidentally kill us. Miss Kelsey, I want, come come with me. Let's just take a walk and calm down for a moment. Take a quick walk down the hallway, all right? Don't stray off too far. Don't worry. We don't we'll know be what's fine. around here. We'll stay in, in eye of each other. All right. Come on, Miss Kelsey. So David and her go off um, walking down the hallway um, and taking a moment to explore all right. a little bit further. Can I find uh, anything in these uh, lockers? Okay. Um, so all of you, please roll your uh, perceptions. 15. 23. Dang, that's just on top of everything today. Jeez. Just just, I'm, I'm taking over. Just so, I see everything. All right. So, Zach, you find... Well, honestly, you, you all together, as you're searching the room, you all are able to find all of these things. You find a few... Uh, bags and satchels and things like left over. You find there's an army knife, a lighter. Who you find what? you all are going through together and I'm just going to have you all pile it together in okay. one area. Cool. That's fine. Just for the sake of it. You find a dungeon master's manual and a pathfinder manual, a set of dice, a rusty wheelchair and about 500 US dollars throughout <laughs> each of the lockers. Some smartphones, but most of them are already dead, and a few of them are cracked on their on the cases. Strangely enough, though, you don't seem to find any of your own stuff in this one room. Where the hell is my wallet? I, t- I want to test the lighter and see if it still has fuel. Okay, you, Can you go through that list again, real quick. There's an arm. Uh, there's basically some bags, army knife, lighter. Pathfinder and DM book and the dice, a rusty wheelchair, $500, and several smartphones. There's about 12 of them. That's more than several, but still. Is there a like a standard book bag among the bags? Yes. Uh, I'm going to I'll... take the least desiccated uh, book bag and okay. uh, store all the smartphones in it. Okay. In case we find someone who deals in uh, rare old electronics. Hold on. Why would that be significant to you? That's a fair point. That's, <laughs> that's metagaming. Yeah, just, just a wee bit. Right. 
can I excuse this action? With what? He likes shiny you, things. Why would your character need 12 dead smartphones? I guess I'd only... T- uh, 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 whatever. I guess we'll okay. strike that from the record. We'll strike that from the record. There would the be dice, no reason though. for your character to take all of them. Oh, uh, I was going to think about the dice, but yeah. My character would uh, take a bag and the army knife if he could. Okay. You can well, take yeah. the bag and the army knife. You've Please got a mark down. You've got a kitchen knife, so... Please mark down what you are taking on your character sheet in your inventory. Uh, yeah, that's right. I have to yeah, because I'm not documenting this for you. By the way, Al, in or Alfred, you really got it. Taylor or messed. Either of you used a gun before. Not a pistol. Not particularly. Would any of you prefer or feel comfortable wielding one? Out of game, whoever has the highest dexterity should probably take it. I don't have dexterity. Wait, yes, I do. I have 13. Yeah, Andrew, I got an eight. <laughs> you don't want me <laughs> shooting things. I, I mean, guess, I'm guess, only at a 10. I guess so. I'll take the gun as I've <laughs> fired firearms before. I guess I'll take the, uh, the pistol. Only fired rifles on the farm before, but can't be that different. All right. Well, I've got a pistol here, and it looks like it's got about 14 ammo left. Julot, this room, it's over here. This room is locked. Is it significant for some reason? Well, I mean, if there's something in it that we could use. I mean, I haven't seen anybody go in here. At least from when we were here before. I guess we've looted everything we can from here. (sighs) Well, All right. I'm going to try and see if I can pick this lock. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a little um, pin-looking thing, like almost like a lock-picking set, and he starts to fiddle with it. Hmm. Wait, did anyone else take take the lighter? Because if no one else took the lighter, then I would have. I thought you 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 said you 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 were playing with a lighter. And I was about to say, yes, you're able to find out that there is lighter fluid in there. Is David attempting to hide the fact that he's using a lockpick? No, he's not. Oh, interesting. What profession has you using a lockpick? Were you a locksmith? Yes, I was a locksmith. (laughs) Roll sense motive. Hold on, hold on. I got to... Yes, I was a locksmith when I was um in the my profession was locksmithing. Before the incident. <laughs> Before the incident, yes. That is uh, what I was looking for. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, he you can't really find the lie in what he's saying. Mm. After about 10 minutes, he finally manages to get the door to open. Real quick, I would assume that bullets deal piercing damage. Yes. He is able to get the room open. Do you go in? Yes. Yeah, I would follow in behind him. Looks like a lounge. That was, I was good to say, maybe it's uh, like a stuff lounge Let's or just something. just over to our right. Uh, Any, anything interesting to look at? Uh, perception of 10. Perception of 17. Thank you. You guys, as you approach over to the back corner of the room, you see that there is this almost like shelving unit on the wall. And inside of it, you see that there are several bags and items that look very familiar to you. Is that my wallet? (laughs) Yes, yes, it is your wallet. (laughs) What's in your Uh, wallet? Finally. (laughs) About 25 bucks cash and that's about it. 25 bucks. Uh, quick side question. Uh, does that pistol add my dexterity to damage? 
No weapon. I had sticks. Quentin has all of the information that I gave him. I don't know what he wrote I, I, I there. I sent you the info. It was uh, 2d6 of damage. Ti- 20 is times 2. Okay. No, no weapon adds dexterity of damage. That, that's something you discover about bows, unfortunately. It kind of sucks. Kelsey walks over um, where there's a lot of like vines and stuff growing over, and she seems to be looking out the window. And then she says, is that the room where we were? It's kind of hard to see, but it almost looks like that room over there is... The interview room. Well, if that's true, we could probably make our way over there. I don't think I specified anything that was on my person before going under. What do you guys do? Because you find most of your personal affects in here. Does anyone else find it odd? That our stuff was in this room? Yes. Exactly. Why leave everyone else's out there where the elements could get to it? But leave ours securely locked up. I mean, weren't we separated from everyone else? We does that were? Doesn't we were? Does that mean we, we were kept in a different room? But we don't know when they did that. If the guards had done that recently, why would only our stuff be in here? And how long has our stuff been in here? Um, I don't remember where on the journal. When did he say that they moved the things? It must have been on like the first page. I think before you stopped reading. It was after. No, it was after, so she wouldn't know. Okay, so she can't say anything. So, Charles, you're the only one who knows when they moved the pods. That is really weird, but my stuff isn't in here. Wait, it isn't? Who all has their stuff back? Mine is not in here either. I think it's just you, myself, and the uh, eccentric sciencey fella. Interesting. So then... For some reason, they decided to move only three of our stuff. It's possible then that other people survived too. Maybe us three were intended to, but everyone else, maybe they woke up early. You think Could so? Could also be that when they dis- they discovered that these two were still alive in their pods after they'd already moved us. <sighs> There's not enough inter- information to be certain of anything. Um, well, I, I mean, I can go and check. The woman's locker room was over uh, this direction, over the... Um, I just remembered. There were cigarettes in those lockers. Yeah, and there was a lighter, and there were there cigarettes. But I didn't read the. I forgot to read off the cigarettes. You're right. Oh, you didn't read off yeah, the cigarettes. We, we, okay. Wait. There, so we did find cigarettes. Yes. Oh. She just forgot to yes. read them. My character would have grabbed those if you read those off. Okay. I'm sorry. There were cigarettes in there. I forgot. I was gonna pocket them. Wouldn't your personal affects have cigarettes yes, too? Yeah. I, I was going to take the cigarettes to try and barter with him, but no, no, he hasn't. Dang it. Cheat to nag, but... Okay. So, uh, Kelsey says, I- I'm going to go over and see maybe if I can find some of my things. And David says, me too. I'm going to go to back to the lockers to see if any of my stuff is still there. Well, we Weird. checked the locker room up to the... up above us, to the north... Uh, well, I don't... I guess I don't know what direction that is, but um, above where we came from near the elevator. Was there a separate locker room somewhere else? Yes. Where did the girls keep their things? Uh, we we were just outside. Um, we were on the opposite side of the cafeteria. All right. Everyone, do you want to travel over that way? See if we can scavenge up anything else? Yee. Wow. Looks like the stairs fell. Are we able to make it around okay? I think I'll be okay. And she's kind of just stepping over some plants that are in the way. David is making his way up north. Uh, we told him we looted everything up there, right? <laughs> He's still going up to check. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, this is literally where's my phone? <laughs> Don't worry, Alan, you didn't take all the phones. Alright, so um she heads into the girls' locker room and she starts looking around in there. We would assist her. At least I would. I don't know about everyone else. Ah, uh, yes. Two burly men raiding the girls' locker room. That's a good image. Hmm. <laughs> it's a great image. That's exactly the image I want for our podcast. Should we roll perception? Yes. Uh, to see what we see? Okay. Mine's a 24. Or rather, Charles has a 24. It was an 11. Okay, so as you guys are looking around, um, Alan gets a little embarrassed because the first thing that he finds is a pack of tampons. I don't know that he would be embarrassed because I don't think he would know what they are. <laughs> really? He didn't have a sister. Okay, so he finds the tampons and he's playing with them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. This weird, sticky, spongy material. That's not a tampon, that's a pad. What uh, the heck are these? Okay, so after you start, after you say, what the heck are these? You start playing with them and she turns around and she says, no, 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 don't do that. Those are, um, those are for women. Four days of the month. Um, my character uh, would walk okay. up behind Alan. I'm gonna just leave these with you. Charles would put his hand on Alan's shoulder. Son, did you ever pass biology class? <laughs> I dropped out of high school in junior year. Oh my god, Quentin, he has someone to teach. Now, why doesn't that surprise? All right, well, at least I'll have one student's papers left to grade. If we can find paper. <laughs> I mean, he's probably still going to fail, so. So as you guys are still going through, uh, you find multiple purses, other backpacks. You actually find the skateboard, iPod, and some headphones with the iPod, but the iPod battery is dead. Uh, you find a makeup bag. There's an inhaler. And you also find in one purse, there are some syringes with needles and also some vials filled with liquids. I want to roll intelligence to, for, for, for whether or not Alan knows what diabetes is. <laughs> I, I feel like, what would that be? Would that be heel check to I, recognize like medical supplies for insulin? Hmm? I assume that's what's in the vials. You'd have to. Unless it's drugs. It could, it could be, be heroin. Either. I rolled the heel check. It's just, I'm just waiting for it to load. <laughs> We're just waiting for them to load. Yo. Eight. No, you have no idea what it is. And also the writing on it is faded. Do I have any okay. idea what it is? 14. That's oh, my wait. heel check. Oh, oh wait, 12. you have a 12. It's really hard to read, but you do see like there's a faded I and an N like pretty spread apart. I don't know if your oh, character wait, knows. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. You're a biology teacher also. What? Can I just take 10? <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. Because if I take 10, I have a 13. Like, why don't I just take 10? I mean, your character would have a better understanding that you, you have a suspicion that this is medicine, but without actually being able to read the prescription, you'd be a little wary. And also because it's hmm. been for you. How so, long? Yeah, it would probably is expired. Yes. Does insulin expire? Yes. You have to keep yes. it in the fridge. Interesting. Not all oh. insulins, but... Well, w once you unseal it, it needs to be refrigerated. But I, I, yeah, actually, no, I think even before that. So Kelsey says, hold on, if this is the locker room, next door was the the um, interview room that was like a laboratory, right? What if they have like um, medications or like bandages or something that we might need? Bandages. Those don't expire. 
We can might as well check it out. Um, after a little while, David finally makes his way back. So just to clarify, we found tampons, skateboard, inhalers, syringes, insulin, iPod. iPod and headphones. Yeah. Yeah. And some extra cash, like $300 okay. US. Uh, so as you guys start to head over. <laughs> we could poison someone with that insulin. <laughs> it, it actually probably just wouldn't work. Do anything. It, it's basically probably inert. Um, anyway, so as you guys try to start to head over, you find that part of the building kind of sunk down into the ground and that you actually have to climb down off a ledge and back up to get to the laboratory. So, so roll a climb check. So roll the climb check. Don't crit fail. Qua. Yo, it's taking Qua. a it's taking a hot second to hoa. Thirteen. Fourteen. Okay. All right. So you guys are able to climb down without difficulty. Kelsey struggles a little bit um, with her pants being a little tight, but she does manage. Can I aid another? You can aid another. Oh, you all have fun over there. I'm going to go over here. Yeah, you guys can have fun with the climbing. I will join you, Mr. Mess. How does aid another work? Roll climb again. So, uh, I mean, I failed my aid another. Roll the desired skill in which you wish to aid another in. If your skill check for that exceeds a 10, the person who you are attempting to aid gets a plus two bonus. Quentin, you passed it, like, with the second one, unless you... No, I... Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. I, it was delayed, so I okay. clicked it again. So you so. guys um, both lean down, reach your hand down to Kelsey, and you pull her up simultaneously without any difficulty, and you find yourselves in the laboratory. Let's see what Alfred and David find. All right, Alfred, please roll your perception. It was like just yesterday that we were here, and this was the cafeteria. It was a pretty good time. Let's see what we got here. Toaster oven. Someone left the oven on. Oh, dear. Coffee. Coffee. No. It was coffee. <laughs> it was coffee all along. It was me, coffee. Okay. So, um, Zach, <laughs> as Alfred is walking along, he actually goes behind the counter and he finds cash registers on the ground. It's open. He finds just a few dollars left inside of it uh, and some coins. As you go back underneath, David's with you, and you both go under the counter and you look and you find uh, several boxes of canned goods, some of which are bloated, um, some like they're expired. Uh, You see that some of the expiration dates are marked as October 2046 and so on. Oh, no. I'm going to try and pop one of the cans open. You're going to try and pop a can open? Yeah, see, see, open the can, see what it's in. How do you try to pop like. it open? Um, well, the, do any of them have like pool tabs or anything like that? A few of them do. Um, you also find a rusted can opener. We'll, we'll try the pull tab first. Okay. So on the pull tab on one of the bloated ones you pull it open and as soon as you do you just get hit by this foul odor and this black sludge just kind of comes falling out and kind of falls on your hand and flops onto the floor in a heap oh. I don't think that is edible 
Hold on. This one. This one doesn't look bad. And he pulls out one that doesn't appear to be bloated and is still solid and flat. Well, we're just going to put this can back here. What year was that one dated for? Uh, good, good question. Let's have a look. Let's see. 18. So you're you're looking at it and it does have a date of, it, it says October 2075 on that one that you had exploded in your hand. But a few of the other ones say 46, another one's like for the end of the year, another one says 50. Did they just not clean out their inventory ever? Dear God, this is disgusting. David picks up the rusted can opener. Well, just in case some of this is good, might as well take a few that aren't bloated and we put them in the bag. Yeah, we we could try that. We'll see if it's any good. Well, hopefully we don't get butcherism. All right. All right, so that's essentially what you guys find over there. David starts making his way back over. All right, so back up to you guys in the laboratory. Loot the room! Loot the room. Oh, my, my, my perception was an eight. So altogether, so essentially you're all just aiding another at this point. Today, Alan is doing all the work. Alan, what was your roll? Fifteen. Lovely. Kelsey also yeah. rolled a nine. Nice. So Alan is really the one who's just kind of looking nice. around. Charles and Kelsey, you're both kind of just off in the corner. Like, not really in the corner, but you're kind of just looking around the room, not in the right spots. Alan goes to one of the cabinets, and when he opens it up, he finds that it is stocked full. Um, he finds a bottle of en- bottles of energy pills, painkillers, vitamins. There's dental floss. Um, in one corner of the room, you find an oxygen tank. There's rubbing alcohol, a mortar and pistol, and some empty glass tubes and vials that aren't shattered. This is the stuff that's intact. I see Alfred making his way over excitedly. I don't much find uh, any use for Alan to take any of it. Okay. You could let the other party members know. Mm-hmm. Especially the two that are standing around looking around. Hey, uh, found some stuff here. Oh, what kind of stuff? Medical supplies? Any bandages? Any non-perishables? I, I would walk over and take another look. Um, you do find, there are some bandages. You find the energy pills and all that, so you get the same information from him. Can I look to see uh, if there are any expiration dates listed on any of the uh, prescriptions or drugs? Yes. Do you want me to roll perception for that? Um, so as you're looking at the vials, you or in, like the bottles of pills, you find that most of them are marked for like 2076. Well, I don't know how much good this will do us. Expired drugs aren't going to really do anything. But then again, I don't know if they're expired because we don't know when we are. The mortar and pestle, that'll be useful. The vials, bandages, non-perishable goods. We might as well take it all with us just to be safe, but I highly doubt any of this is still good. Well, I mean, the rubbing alcohol should be fine. I'll give you a list of what you gather here later. But just for the sake of time, we're going to move you out of this room. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just carry all that stuff with me okay. as well. I'll put it all in my, my secondary bag. So you guys all make it back to the main room. All right. What all did you find? Any edibles? Foods? Possibly. Edibles. <laughs> it was uh, what, what, what was that, David? Nothing. Uh, we did find uh, some canned goods, but most of them were bad. We may find about five that might not have expired. What, what were the dates on those? The latest one that we found was like 2076. Uh, some were actually dated for like 2040 mm. something. Mm. All right. Then yeah, more than likely 
We found some medical supplies. Some of it were perishables as well. If that's the case, they've probably expired. However, we were able to find some alcohol and bandages, so these will at least be useful. Well, what are we going to do now? Do we just stay here, or do we we kind of just... I guess we leave and try and find civilization. I was about to say, unless you were able to find enough food for five people. Uh, the only thing that this place provides is shelter, and it barely does that. Uh, I want to take a look around and try to figure out where the highest point might be. See if there's uh, anything. The highest point was on the cafeteria at that point. Well, is, is there a tree that looks like it, we could climb up it or anything like that? You there are lots of trees. could climb up and try, but the trees are you could break your neck. Very, 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 very tall. The trees are huge. Like hundreds of feet. Yeah. Apparently. Their wood um, is red. One might say they may it's say. a redwood tree. Says one might Ooh. say it might not even be a redwood tree. One might say it's a new tree that has was grown joke. over thousands of years. But it was a deeper red. Redwoods are usually brighter. Okay. So, I mean, there is just a... The main entrance is still this way. We could just go out the front door if we're going to head out. Whoever out is oh. going, we don't know. Look at me. I'm in the office. I'm important. Is anyone from Virginia? Uh, I am. Uh, I don't know the specifics of this location. Um, Wherever the research facility was held, Whereabouts was the nearest major city? Um, hold on. I actually don't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I figured. I just, good questions that yeah, have complicated answers. Well, <laughs> I mean, we're in Roanoke, but I don't know exactly where this was because when we got on the bus, I wasn't really paying much attention. So, so we could be anywhere in Roanoke. Yeah. Well, I mean, we came through a road. If we could at least try and find that and track it, we could follow the road till and hopefully we find any other significant landmarks telling us a general location. Ah, uh, this is true. We could. Well, for now, I think if we're going to find our way back, we should probably do it before it gets dark. Not a bad idea. I mean, what time is it now? Do, do Does it look like any of us have got a watch? <laughs> Should I roll knowledge nature, or how do you want us to go about that? You would have Pretty to roll. Sure survival. Time is knowledge survival. Survi or survival, yeah. Knowledge survival. Knowledge survival. survival. My knowledge survival is a twenty-seven. You can tell that it seems to be early morning, based on the sounds of the birds and just the feel of of the temperature. It doesn't feel like it's the peak of the day yet, so it definitely feels like it's earlier in the morning. But you can't really tell exactly what time. All right. We should stick together and try and stay in a consistent direction. That way, by midday, if we haven't found anything significant, we should head back here. At least it can provide shelter. We don't know what's out there. If this forest is overgrown, there might be overgrown woodland creatures, too. I assume you're getting ready to head out now? Yeah. Okay. Um, please, everyone, make perception checks. Woo-woo. Fifteen. Boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, Zach. You get them. There is dirt. <laughs> There is dirt. Alfred You're not wrong. Mess has had historically bad perception checks so far. <laughs> he's not a. He, he's missing. He doesn't have glasses. What are you talking about? I was doing really good at the start of this. So, 
wrong. Yeah, but last session you had some so kind of gentlemen. Too. As you begin to head out the door, you notice that the door is kind of not even really there anymore. It's more like a just rubble, and part of the door is kind of like cut at an angle. And as you begin to proceed out the door, out of the corner of your eye, you notice this translucent yellowish colored cloth that appears to be stuck on the rubble and it's sort of billowing gently in the breeze as it kind of travels through the opening of the door and then with the breeze as you prepare to head out you catch the scent that kind of reminds you of times when you might open the crisper drawer in the refrigerator only to discover the rotting corpse of some vegetable or fruit you forgot about long ago but it's a familiar scent all the same sour and a bit repugnant it's not the vegetable from before, was it? I think that was a fruit. It was I'm a pretty fruit. sure it was like round and like a pomegranate. Um, so to our right, do we see this car? That's not a car. That's a bus station. Is that a bus? Oh, it's a bus, a bus station. station. It's oh. a bus stop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we came from buses and that's where they stopped. Okay. Okay. So you guys head out and for several hours, I guess, you begin your trek what is your plan? Uh, I, I want to go north. I see no problem with this. Uh, I just want to make sure I roll the appropriate survival check. Well, I'll just roll survival. Uh, can I just take 10 on discerning north? I don't think you can if you're not. Is it a, a, a skill that you have? Oh, wait. Yeah, survival. Um, Yes. So survival is a class skill. Sure. And then I'm you can take trained 10 on in it and have ranks in it. That's fine. So then, yeah, my survival would be a 17 if I took 10. Okay. Which should be high enough to beat the DC. Based upon the positioning of the sun, you're able to discern the direction of north. And with your whole group um, agreeing to it, you begin your journey towards the north. Which direction is north compared to the uh, building we're coming from? Okay, you walk down the stairs and you hang a right. Okay, that's all I want to know. That, that's left, Al. Mr. Mest. Actually, um... Oh, no. Our, our character's right or my right? Yeah. And hang our right. Uh, yeah, our character's He was right. going the correct direction. All right, we got it. All right. Mr. Smoot. Hey, hey, you watch yourself. You guys continue, begin your travel onward north in the forest. You guys continue your journey into the forest and for several hours you're making your way trying to follow the sun and use it to direct yourselves north along the way all of you make perception checks i rolled a 13 i not crit failed 11 to 7 total you proceed and as you do you hear the sound of a very jovial sounding male voice Except everyone except for Charles, who is looking up to the sky, hears this. <laughs> the sun's still bright. The sun's too Maybe bright. He can't hear it. the singing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the sound to know someone's singing. All right. What would Finnevere be doing at this time? You and currently your compatriot are traveling to a set of ruins that you've heard a little, little bit about. I'd probably be bothering him sorts, huh? Come on, Amali. Just imagine it. What if we could find? <gasps> what treasure might be out there? I mean, yeah, that's why we're going to the ruins. Finn, please, bring down your voice a little bit. It's a little bit, you know, too loud right now. As you wish. I start strumming on my uh, lute lightly. Hold up. What's that? He says, and he says, who goes there? I lean down and grab a branch from the ground. 
You have a wrench, but okay. Yes, I know. It's amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Who says the sticks aren't in the trees? <laughs> Roll a perception Look check. for those sticks, damn it. I'm just... Do you find a branch? I'm kidding. You don't have to roll for perception. There are plenty of sticks on the ground. There's plenty the, of sticks I on the I find a stick anyway. But is I it a good I want to stick? snap a stick very loudly. So I'm, I'm assuming we had someone say, who goes there to, to our group? Yeah. You heard what? a voice go, who's there? What? My name is Alfred Kenneth Mast. Can you help me? Finn, get behind me. Okay. I didn't know there were natives in this area. I don't. There shouldn't be. We're too deep into the forest. Uh, excuse me, what year is it? What? What year is it? I don't know. I don't typically pay attention to that oh. kind of thing. Oh, people, when when that happened? It's like been going on for a little bit. Oh, yeah, oh dingus. Uh, I was trying to get the directions. Um, Stop staring at the sun. I, I'm trying to keep us going north. Hello. Where are you all heading? Uh, Preferably to civilization. You guys are, like, shouting at each other, and you're from, like, 60 feet away. How long, far away is this? Probably. Like, I, I'm it's weird. about 60 feet. It's about 60 feet away. You guys are shouting at each other. Are you traveling merchants? Well, I've got 25 bucks. What's a... What's a buck? Are you talking about elk? I've got, like, 800. So you are traveling merchants. Why are you this far in the forest? What? We just woke up. <laughs> I'm going to start walking what? towards them. Stay back. He takes a stance as if he's about ready to fight you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm yourself there. We're not here to threaten or fight anyone or rob anyone. We're just trying to find our way to some place to stay the night. We woke up somewhere deep underground, managed to get our way out, and everything's not what we remember. Amali turns to you, Finnevere. That's a bit odd, don't you think? No one should be able to survive out here, not looking like that anyway. Lost and confused. They're not really looking too well right now. Yeah. He turns back to you guys. Are you lost? Yes. Very. <laughs> yes. He just steps aside um, from Finn to, and allows Finn to approach a little bit closer. Who's being very defensive. I start analyzing what they have to see if anything looks valuable. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't need to roll for it just casually. <laughs> so all of you make perception checks to get a good look at these two people who are before you right now. Twelve. I don't see any bucks about you. It's another word for dollar. I'm just gonna hold it's up hold up a five dollar bill that I've got. Um yeah, we find a lot of that stuff. What about it? Well, it used to be currency. Uh everyone please tell me what your perceptions were. Twenty one. Twelve. Okay. Jaden, why don't you give it to us a description of what Finnevere looks like? Uh, Finnevere stands about uh, 5'10". He's a uh, brown, shaggy hair, uh, somewhat long. Uh, he tends to comb it back on nice occasions. Uh, he wears a, a cloak and, I guess, a leather straps across. He's carrying a huge backpack, and he seems toted down with uh, many odds, ends, and trinkets. Uh, affixed to the back of this, um, this backpack, is also, you can see, a medium-sized cask of sorts. Um, always with a smile and a, usually a lute in his hand. The other young man that you see before you has fiery red hair that's kind of, like, scraggly kept and somewhat long, hanging down just around 
uh, where his neck meets to his shoulders. He has a very piercing stare and blue eyes that kind of peer out from underneath this red bangs that he has. He's wearing essentially like this jacket, kind of like with a popped up collar and loose fitting pants. And it appears that he has like uh, wraps around his feet and both of his hands. The man that you heard his name called Amali steps forward and says, so if you're lost out here, do you know how long? How long what? See, that's what we've been trying to figure out. That's why we're asking what year it is. Last our reckoning was, it was 2020. I don't... I don't count years of those types of digits. What culture are you from? Uh, What town... What town? America? I haven't heard of America. Uh, Maybe some place across the seas? We're in America. We are. No. Correct yourself. We were in America. We're in what was America. Finn, do you think they're probably... You know, crazy, yes. Darkwood sickness, huh? Oh, well, that would do it too. <laughs> if it helps, I have a map. Oh. So do we? Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, take my map out of the uh, uh, waterproof case and uh, lay it out on the ground somewhere flat. Okay. Do you guys go up to the map? Sure. Okay. And I would pull out my uh, topographical map of uh, New York State as I was taking my students on a field trip recently. Wait, how does that help us if in, if we're in future Virginia? It doesn't, <laughs> it but doesn't. it proves that there was a landmass other than the one. So you guys made. all go up and you take a look at the map that Finevere laid out before you. This is the West Realm. That's West Virginia. We need Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Almost heaven. It's not even that. Wow. How West did, Virginia. How, how did West Virginia become an island? I'm so confused. It's a good question. Uh, this is not West Virginia. You're on West Realm. We're close to Ashby Village. It used to be West Virginia. Well, no, we used to be in Virginia. Um. Oh, that's right. We weren't in West Virginia. I don't know what you're talking about exactly, but you're in West Realm. We were referring to how we distinguished the various states in the country we used to come from. So how did you find yourself here? I've never heard of this place. So you were in this... America place, and then you woke up here in Westrealm. We went to sleep, and by our reckoning, we were asleep for a very long time. Like, hundreds of years long. Mm -hmm. Could be the work of a relic. I'm starting to think we've wanted to sleep for hundreds of years. It, It seems crazy, but maybe we're in another universe? You're right. It does sound crazy. Crazy enough that probably you've been affected by the Darkwood. You've been out here for more than a few days. We just got up here. We were in some underground laboratory where all the walls are metal. Like I was saying, sounds like you've been in the Darkwood too long. Uh, actually, all the trees around here look like they have red bark. Wait until it gets to nighttime. He just pauses and everyone's just kind of looking back and forth. This is a standoff. You seem real keen on people being sick. Or crazy. I'm not. I'm not, but clearly you have no idea where you're going, Finn. Yes? Unfortunately, I think we're going to have to turn back. Uh, I was so looking forward to adding a new cipher to my collection. If we must. Why? Were you headed somewhere? <sighs> yes, we were heading to a set of ruins just up north from here, or up south from here. Hmm. We came from a ruined lab building. It's probably where you were supposedly headed. 
If it makes you feel any better, we took everything we could scavenge. Everyone has their All own right. level of scavenge. Might be worth a trip back sometime. I'm thinking the same point. To thank you for your guidance and your assistance in this, we could at least supply you with some of the things we found. Mm, this seems reasonable. Amali kind of crosses his arms and touches his thumb to his chin and appears to be thinking for a moment. Then he seems piqued by your offer. Fine. I walk up to the serious looking one and I pull out um, my uh, my sun lantern. It's like, do you have anything that's like this? And I turn it on and off and uh, the light comes on. We, we don't have any flashlights or lanterns, I don't believe. What all did everyone grab? Uh, Mr. Taylor, you, you got a gun, didn't you? I, I have this. I pull out the gun. Mm, looks like a stick. And keep it pointed towards the ground. Probably won't work. Oh, I beg to differ. At least it functioned relatively recently. Oh, you've seen one of these before? Yeah. They're bountiful where we came from. Just about every household had one. Mm. Well, I've seen a few. As long as you weren't in California. <laughs> I'm surprised you knew <laughs> what was going on in California. I keep up with the time. I well, kept up with the times. Gotta know what them liberals are doing. Uh, David steps forward. So you know where we can be? Like, there's a town nearby or there's a village or something? Oh, uh, yes, I believe the... Uh, Ashby's near... Uh, uh, the closest village nearby. We go far enough north, you'll find my hometown, uh, Teba. But, uh... Yep. While everyone was rummaging through their things, I would actually go to... Well, Charles would go through to check his phone and laptop to see if either of them had any charge. No. Okay. But, well, um... Amali's would... eyeing you very carefully. What can I see? Can I see him looking at me? I mean, he's not hiding it. Would I'm you have... tuck the gun back in my pants behind, like in the back of my pants under my shirt? Currently, Kelsey is hiding behind Charles, kind of just like peeking out. You folks wouldn't happen to have any way of charging these, would you? Mm. And I would show Amali and Finevere the phone and laptop. I study it for a moment. It looks strange. I shake my head no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Maybe the Seekers Guild does. Are they worth anything to you? No. Oh, where are our manners? Ah, oh, introductions. Uh, I'm Finevere Veer. This is my compatriot, Amali. And you are? Alan Taylor. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And I put my hand up for a handshake. I hardly accept this ha uh, the handshake. Well met. <laughs> I grab him firm. But not enough oh. to hurt him. And who might you be? I, uh, the one in the back. Hasn't spoken yet. If there were any of us that you'd be describing as crazy, it'd be that one. My name's Alfred Kenneth Mest. Not dangerous, like. I'll have you know I'm not crazy. I have yet to be shown information that proves otherwise. I've yet to be shown information you have an IQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I haven't got anything <laughs> like that on me, so you might be right. I rest uh, my kicks. Probably couldn't even tell me what it stood for. But beyond those two, I'm David. David Oluwasola. It's a pleasure to meet you. This dark-skinned man comes up to you and reaches out a hand. Uh, pleasure to meet you too, uh, David. I uh, just add uh, real quick. Do they, uh, how do I say, look weathered, all of them? Uh, clothing uh, appearance in terms of dirt? Not really weathered. Well, they actually well look preserved. pretty clean. <laughs> okay. Like, really oh, clean. Oh, yeah, there would be nothing stopping me from taking a handshake. Are you a germaphobe? <laughs> Are they dirty? No, don't Are they touch unwashed? Amali doesn't take his hand and kind of just nods. I'll walk up to the serious one. And you? 
I kind of, I kind of cross, I, I make sure that I am, Charles would make sure that he is standing in between the uh, strangers and Kelsey and kind of cross his arms. The name's Smoot, Charles Smoot. Ah, nice to meet you, Charlie boy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a You've long been a journey to the civilization, isn't it? Oh, that's right, Charlie. <laughs> Don't you start with me, Taylor. <laughs> Kelsey um, kind of peers around from Charles' shoulder, like behind him, and just kind of looks. You can all roll perceptions really quick. Matt crit. Ooh. <laughs> 13. You know, I, I keep forgetting. Uh, first roll of the campaign. Andrew has a, Andrew has a zero in perception, so I'm like... <laughs> Crit. That's actually pretty impressive. It's, it's good. It's useful. Okay. Alfred and Alan, both owls. Um, you kind of look over and you see that the owls. the owls, she's kind of like, her face is like a little red, like it's beet red. Like she is making eye contact with Amali and then she's looking over at Finavir and she's just like turning red as she looks at both of them. I look at her. Yes, he does seem to have that effect on people. Right. You see, Molly, you're scaring the poor girl. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. And he kind of softens up a little bit and puts his arms down and doesn't have him crossed anymore. And he kind of like kicks the ground a little bit, not knowing what else to do because he just got scolded no, for uh, scaring people. I don't think she was scared. <laughs> Listen, they don't. Uh, Anywho. It's about what? Midday now? How far out is this village? From here? Probably about two and a half days journey. I best hope you have hemp, camping equipment and enough food for seven people. He pauses and he looks down at the bag on his side. I, I nervously look at my stocked backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amali turns to you, Finn, and he's just like, the lady's going to get the sleeping bag. Uh, fair enough. Well, at least a couple thousand years in the future, chivalry isn't dead. Hmm. I hope you have some trinkets to trade for my wares. I am a merchant, you know. Uh. Well, seeing as electronics and our form of currency didn't hold value to you, I don't know what you value. You said there was plenty of things you collected from those ruins? I wouldn't say plenty. Mm. Details, details. We'll work it out later. If it's a two and a half day journey, I guess we best get going. Yeah, let's go. And he turns and starts walking the opposite direction of where you guys were coming from. So the so. direction we were going. Yeah, the direction you were going. Cute. Kind of. Kind of. He kind of takes a few Cute. other directions. Um, I have, beyond the specific stuff, generic uh, 14 days rations. That would be an, barely enough to get us I have there. plenty of tea and honey and powdered milk and chocolate. How much? How mu oh, I mean, I guess, I, between <laughs> you and Amali, I guess you would have enough for all of us to get through two and a half days. I keep extra on myself to make myself seem more useful. You guys travel until it gets to about late in the evening and you end up setting up camp and take a moment to rest your very tired feet. And now you're just kind of heating up some food around a campfire. To one side, uh, opposite of Charles would be Amali. Uh, Finn would probably be right next to him, I think. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I, I follow uh, Amali close basically all times, unless I'm shadowing someone else on purpose. Where would you all be around a campfire, or would, like, where would you I be? I would probably be next to... I would probably be next to... Probably next to Kelsey. 
I'd be next to Kelsey, so I guess me and uh, Alan Taylor would be on either side, and I would probably be also tell um, Alfred Kenneth Mest to sit to the other side of me as well. I'm sitting right <laughs> here, thank you. Six Just gonna feet, keep a safe distance away from the fire that you're standing else. on. Social distancing, guys. Social distancing. Two bros sitting at a campfire six feet apart because they're social distancing because of the coronavirus. I'm social distancing that fire. It's too hot. David is fine. David feels like he's bonded with Alfred, so he's been actually like sticking by him and like trying to make conversation. (laughs) I wonder why they've bonded. Is it because you voted for him? (laughs) (laughs) Checking my general direction. Hey, he got us in that locked room. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but you know who else would have gotten us in that locked room? Ozzy! Probably. Bianca. Bianca definitely oh, would have. <laughs> okay. So, um, Amali is currently turning a, what looks like a dead, very roasted rat of some kind on a stick. And he's kind of just turning it. And he looks up and he stands up and passes it over and like says, for you. And he hands it to Kelsey. Mm. Who... Budding romance. Very hesitantly takes it and just stares at it. Oh, um, it's like, this might help. I reach into my bag and uh, I, I get out a, a bit of uh, salt and lightly season it. <laughs> <laughs> and I back off. Light, That's it. Lightly seasoned charred rat. <laughs> uh, where we come from, this is called salt. It, make thi- it makes things taste much better, I guarantee it. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is, all right. <laughs> she just looks at the... The creature on the stick looks over at Alan and then to Charles, like, help. Well, what do you like? I don't know anymore. I'm sure. Food. Yeah. Um, let's just say rat wasn't part of our staple diet back from where we came from. Uh, Alan, what's on a good American taste? Is something I might be familiar with? Uh, well, I was particularly a fan of burgers but uh, I don't know that y'all know what those are. So, um, do you know what cows are? Do I know what cows are? <laughs> Cow fee. Cow fee. No. They're sort of uh, large animals. They they stand on four legs. They're about yay tall. I put my hand about how tall a cow would be. Uh, they have horns that come out the side of their head. Real Ow. gentle creatures. You know what a cow is. You're just kind of letting this happen. Do I know what cow tastes like? Yeah. You've had Basically, steak. burgers where you, you take any excess meat mm. from when from when you cut it up, you grind it up, and then you turn it into like a circle. You season it. You cook mm-hmm. it up, and you put it on bread with a whole bunch of other stuff like cheese and vegetables. I, I think I get the picture. All right. So I go through my bag, and I, I get out this, uh, this honey stirrer-looking thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I go up, I'm like, all right. Now, apparently burgers are, uh, it's like cow meat is a, it's an American delicacy. Oh, I want you to close your eyes and take a bite and think about American burgers. Oh, not this again. Amali just kind of puts his hand on his face and rubs I, it. I use the, uh, uh, the honey stirrer and I circle around the, uh, the food objects and I do prestidigitation to mm-hmm. change its taste. Cool. Uh, does she try it? No. <laughs> Can I try to convince her? 
You can. It's like, come on. A bite won't kill you. Come on, I've, I've, I've had Amali's cooking before. Even though he usually burns it, this usually does the trick. Hey, tastes good. Yeah, I wasn't complaining. He just looks at you a little... <gasps> oh! Oh, no. <laughs> she just takes it and says, Um, I think... Here, Mr. Charles, why don't... Please, you first. <laughs> well, let's see if this honey wand can make a rat taste like burger. Wow. <laughs> Nick crit of my first diplomacy as a bard. Roll. I'm gonna roll a will save to see if we eat this. You're a little iffy, but you can do it. All right, I go and I take a bite out of the rat. Crunch. <coughs> it's a little stringy, but as you chew it, you start to taste beef and burgers and steak. No, I'll say meat's a little chewy on the inside, a little crispy on the outside, but. Rat tastes a lot like beef. <clears throat> mm, I'm, I'm glad it suits your tastes. See, I told you it's good for something. All, it's all yours. Didn't say it suited my taste. Just said <clears throat> it's edible. And who knows? That might be all that matters. Amali um has a few more, <laughs> and he just like starts cooking up right more on of a them. stick. Get your rat. It's effective. Get your rat on a stick. I'm gonna pull. I'm going to pull out one of the cans of food that me and David found earlier. <laughs> Are you and, sure uh, that's edible? <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> How do you open it? He's got a can opener. David pulls out the can opener. A, a rusty we can found, opener. Yeah, a rusty yeah, can opener rusty to open up your spoiled so you, <laughs> so you. Listen, we don't have a better idea right now. So you guys... Is my, um... Is my uh, army knife or utility knife rusty? No. Wait, I, I could just take the wrench and just bash the <laughs> bash top it. Of the can- bash no. it. Yes. Oh, bash just like we do with the fruit. That would be a great idea. Problems. Bash the top of the can to pop the top off. It's held on by weak glue and pressure. Yes. That's how canning works. Um. um what all? Uh, what all attachments did the army knife have? It's serrated on like the middle part of the blade and at the edge the tip it's smooth it's not like a swiss army knife oh, it's an so army like, like it's a combat okay. knife that somehow okay, okay, made okay. it in there okay, cool. and molly looks at you al and um david and he's like do you need help with that i mean i shouldn't i'm gonna try to use the can opener what, okay do, what am i rolling roll strength oh god okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Eight. You try to turn the knob on it, but it will not budge. Uh, you then pass it over to David, <laughs> one, who then true. also tries, and it will not budge. <laughs> this is impossible. <laughs> Let me give a crack at it. I swear if you take the wrench to it. Are you going to try and bash open cans like you try and bash open grapefruits? No. I'm going to try and open it with the can opener. You dingus. Wait a second, Alan. Don't you think that if you bash something open that is pressurized in any way, that it would explode? Nah, because cans are held together by, by cooling pressure. You got hot stuff that cools down, so it sucks it in together. But didn't, what if we went to save... Didn't know wait, you were whoa, an expert at can explode. <laughs> yeah, how do you know anything about canning? Because we can our vegetables! It's a 
farm. You were canning potatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> canning I, is not that complex. I, all right, but I don't feel like canning is what happens on the farm. It is for home goods, anything that you keep. Overall, I don't know if that is a good idea. What if we used a can for like something else later? Like we saved a can instead of destroying it. I was just going to use the can opener. You just said you were going to bash it in. No, earlier, yeah. Now I'm now I'm saying I'm saying we could, but I'm gonna try the can opener. Oh, fine then, Mister Strongman, and you try. And he passes you the can opener in the can. I have some more bread if you. I crit. He turns the rusty knob <laughs> of the can opener, which after a few turns breaks, unfortunately. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is, did the can at least get, like, a slit cut into it? A very, very small slit. All right. It's probably about an inch. Well, see, we can use the knife to pry this open. I mean, we do have food right here. I I don't know why you're... Okay. I was entertained. <laughs> Molly just goes back to cooking. <laughs> Speaking of which, you... Americanites are weird. Americans. They are very weird. As is what we're oh, called. Oh, Kuznetite. <laughs> How did that one survive? <laughs> I think American it sounds better. <laughs> anyway. I think it's, is it German? What, what, what's his name? Is it, is it Amali? Amali. Am, Amali. Yeah. Do you guys count what yeah. year it is around here? I mean. They, they already said that he did. He just pauses and then he looks up at you a little embarrassed. I didn't really get that kind of education. Would I know? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you'd be closer uh, to knowing what it is. They actually don't have like a really solid system. They typically mark years by using things like from counting up. It looks like they counted up from when people started keeping track of time again, but they put X's in front of it because they weren't really sure how much time had passed. Yeah, I, I, I write out for them. It should. Yeah, that's not really helping out by anyone. Well. If everything is... Uh, Smoot, do you drink? If I ever did, this would be a great occasion for it. <laughs> uh, I think it would be too... I pour him uh, about eight <laughs> ounces of ale. I take it welcomingly. <laughs> oh, I... I wouldn't mind some, actually. Kelsey kind of speaks up. I kind of, like, glance over to the left of mine. Are you even old enough to drink? You sure? I have tea as well. I mean, uh, the on. government isn't exactly a thing anymore. <laughs> Not exactly gonna get in trouble if she drinks. She just kind of looks at you. I've had a few drinks. I'm not gonna go crazy. I pour eight ounces of ale. Okay. She takes uh, it. That small cup. Okay. Well, I guess the next logical question would be, if this is the way everything is, what happened? Life, I suppose. What is the earliest thing that your history tracks? Do you guys track history? Is there any collection of past events at all? Stories passed down by your old by your elders, or I guess I, I, he wouldn't say elders. He'd, be, he'd say stories passed down by your folks. Well, I've read I've read a number of history books. Sometimes it's hard to fi- uh, figure out what's the difference between fact and fiction. I get everything from traveling. Uh, merchants. Well, if I had to say, it all started since the catastrophe. Do elaborate, if you could. <laughs> all right. Hey, 
Do you want to speak on my behalf? Yeah, I'll elaborate for you. So, um, Finnevere starts to regale you with a story uh, about massive earthquakes and the world becoming dark, fire falling from the sky, and everything changing. Except my character would romanticize it. You would absolutely romanticize it so much. Alan's just going to chalk it, chalk it all up to global warming. Global warming. <laughs> I guess those crazes were right. Earthquakes, you said. First came the fire that rained down upon the ancient world. Then silence. And finally, the new dawn. I remember that night. The skies were stained red by the fury of the universe. And it was... As if she, the earth, was crying in her rage. Her body quaked as she tore herself asunder. We were separated as the land masses were pulled apart, cities toppled over into the deep, now long forgotten by the elders of our tribes. Memories will fade with time, but the stillness of the morning I could never forget. Those that remained crept out from the shelters, narrow word that uttered as we found our world quite changed. When the fires died down and the rain started again, did we first see the result of our meddling? The time will come when these old bones will pass on to the light, and the warnings I have spoken will be lost. But I will not yield my words until my last breath. Beware the beasts that not only live within the forests, but also within men. Fear the promises of eternity that the fallen will bring. And heed the call of justice, let we bring her to her knees again. At least that's the best of my memory, as far as that historical poem goes. Well, earthquakes seem to line up with that journal we found. So, the apocalypse. I guess this is everyone left after the rapture? I was about to say, sounds pretty much like revelations to me. Uh. Does that mean we're sinners? What it... (laughs) Yes, Al, you are a sinner. Congratulations. Oh, dang it. Apocalypse, what? Uh, Back in our time, there were people who were supposedly prophets that that foretold the future and said that something like this would eventually happen. Ah, The Prophet of Prophet, one of my favorite books. (laughs) Interesting. More like the prophets from the Bible, but yeah, we'll go with that. You say strange things. It was a religion. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Amali, you pick up the strangest folks, don't you? He looks at you. Yeah. Don't I ever. I move my eyebrows up and down. <laughs> <laughs> he, hold on. Make a perception check really quick. Sure. Finnevere. Yeah, what's up? Where would you have heard um, this regale of tales? When, when was it first that you heard this poem? I started getting interested in books sometime around eight years ago. Hmm. Uh, some were expensive, so it was uh, quite a length of time between uh, new ones. The old man wouldn't always cough up the coin, so I had to find ways to get some myself. Not always in time before the merchants left, so... This one in particular... Mm, hard to say. Speaking of, um, Finnevere, when you looked over and you were looking at Molly, you just saw him kind of, like, slightly hide this, like, half-smile. He just kind of looked away, like... He was just trying to be cool about it. Um, Anyway, he gets up and he goes around. He goes to your pack and he pulls out the bedroll, which he then walks over and tosses it to Kelsey. Uh, thanks, I guess. Okay. We should get shut-eye. We're going to be getting up early in the morning and heading out. 
faster we get back, sooner we can be back on our way to the ruins. Back to the ruin? I thought we were heading to Ashby. Yeah, but as soon as they take, they get us back, they want to go back to the place we were at. Well, yes, we're heading there, and then we then want to go back. When we wake up, while we're traveling, I would like to talk to you a little bit more about this excerpt you quoted. Oh, sure. Hey, I have a spare blanket. Take this one. Who do you hand it to? Uh, uh, uh Smut. I appreciate it. Smut. Get is it. That, is there anyone else in greater need of this? Mast, you look like you don't have too much skin on your like, bones. I've got a flannel. I'm perfectly good. It's warm. So you all get a good night's sleep. And next morning, you essentially head back out into the forest. It's a very quick transition through. Essentially, you guys just book it through the forest. Very little rests uh, or stops made. You have your conversation uh, with Finevere about the excerpt. What kind of questions did you have? Do you still have the book where you read this ex- excerpt, or was it one that you borrowed? Any of my old books might be back in my uh, uh, apartment in St- at Teba. Uh, assuming the old man didn't throw them out. Where did you acquire the book? Do you recall? Traveling merchants. It doesn't help much. The excerpt intrigues me. If you noticed, it was wit- written from an eyewitness perspective. Hmm, I suppose so. Although some poets would take some artistic liberty. Potentially. But when piecing the all these puzzle pieces together, it's rather to be safe than sorry and track down any lead. Well, if it's still there, when next time I get back to Tepa, I'll double check. Trying to keep it on me. Hey, maybe someone has another copy of the book in the, the town that we're heading. That would be convenient. Are there any sorts of uh, libraries around here? Do you know of any such thing? It's a place where someone collects uh, lots of books. Lots of knowledge in one place. Nothing in Ashby. That's for certain. It's a small village. It's mainly people who have been nomads and finally settled down. Most of the stories or things that they have aren't really in writing. They're going to be told, I guess, whatever he does. What is it, like oratory? And he gestures to Finn, kind of looks back as he's leading you along the way. Amali, then, if not an Ashpee, where would be the nearest collection of knowledge? Uh, if you're looking for knowledge, you're going to want to head to one of the Seeker's bases. But that's not for more than five days from now, if we went there. But I recommend, if you're planning on traveling anywhere, heading to Ashby first. It's your safest bet. That's fine. I'd rather be equipped appropriately for where we need to go. All right. Well, let's stop dawdling and keep going then. Oh, I was under the impression we were talking while we were walking. You are, but like it kind of, you guys kind of slow down as you have some deeper conversations and it just kind of, he's just trying to get you guys to move along essentially. We make, I'll strum an instrumental on my lute, get us going. Lovely. And I keep our spirits up. Lovely. So you guys march all day. Um, You get probably about a 15 minute break at one point and then he's like, come on, let's go. Another day passes, another campfire at evening, where you all kind of sit around and take a moment and get to know each other a little better. Uh, uh, I'm just going to leave it at Alan misses his mom. Kelsey talks about her brother a little bit and how she kind of hopes he's okay. David feels the same about Ozzy. Wait, so what are we doing? Just essentially, like, how your characters are feeling right now. Um, okay. Uh, Charles would be attempting to put on a brave face for everyone, but is, like internally devastated at the loss of his entire family and all of his students. 
you know, had two kids, had a broken marriage that he was trying to repair. They're all just dead now. How's Alfred doing? Well, doesn't it? I can't say I'm in. I was about to say you don't have to pay the university back. (laughs) Probably don't have to pay them back. Uh, Things are actually looking up. I can continue my research. Find a new schmuck to... I, can, I could probably work on some, making some new drugs. I'd have to acquire tools for that, but we'll look into it. And uh, what, what is Finnevere's thoughts on these strangers? Just his personal thoughts, not something he might share. His personal thoughts would be more or less taking a look at some of the... Like, uh, he notices that Alan seems fit and a strong back. He, he sees that... Uh, Oh, a, uh, Smote has a good head on his shoulders. He's still trying to figure out if uh, Mr. Mest is uh, is more or less it. He talks about, he, like he knows about uh, ingredients and such, but he is actually really curious to find out if he does because he doesn't dismiss any potential profitable venture until it's more or less certain. So he's very interested in, in these. Uh, also thinking that they're losing quite a bit of time and resources for this and hoping that they might lend some uh, muscle or something in return one day. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in, in addition to that, I try to do anything I can to, to make them comfortable. I offer some tea to the the woman and I, I, I'll offer um, in moderation uh, alcohol to Mr. Grunt. Uh, Mr. Smoot a few times. Mr. Smoot. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll, I'll dock another 16 uh, ounces uh, for the rest of the trip. All right. At some point, I would like to ask what the rest of the party had found in the lab area since me and David weren't in there. Sure. And then I would like to ask if I could have the mortar and pestle. Yeah, my character would have. Would okay. pass you the mortar, pestle, and vials without any hesitation. Yes. I'm keeping the bandages and rubbing alcohol Perfect. on my person. That's that's fine. This this can get me started. I, I I don't think he's interested in dressing wounds. I mean, wound dressing is very important. Can't have people die. I do have a healer's kit if anyone needs. Uh, bandages, uh, disinfectant, etc., etc., a uh, real quick question. I think we're okay. Uh, real quick question. I'm, um, the papers in my bag, are they deteriorated? They're yellowed. But still intact. And They're very beautiful. fragile. Okay. My character to attempt to keep some semblance of sanity would be grading his students' papers at the campfire every night. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so sad. Who spelled this wrong? This penmanship is oh. terrible. They, they left out the significant digits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I would kind of look over his shoulder and try to see if I can figure out what's going on with his papers. <laughs> you see a lot of weird drawings on there. There's like this circular thing. It's a mitochondria. The powerhouse of, power of the cell. Uh, so he's grading these papers that have like these diagrams on it. And like, it looks like there's words written pointing to the diagrams. And he's writing numbers on the page. And then you realize, oh, he's... He's a teacher. They have teachers? He went to a school. <gasps> he went to a school? My mind totally launches another direction. It's like, oh, it would have been so nice to attend a proper school. <laughs> a proper school. Schools do exist. Well, uh, was there one in Teba? Uh, yes, but it's like a it's it's like a public school, but it only goes up to a certain 
point. They only have so advanced knowledge. It depends on where you are. Um, The villages typically go up to like seventh grade, which is pretty good. It's like pre-algebra. Yeah. So another night passes. You sleep well through the night. Nothing happens. And in the morning, you head out again. Another long day of travel. Oh, two days. Two days is a long time. But eventually, after all that time passes, you guys kind of develop a little bit of a deeper bond, knowing a little bit more about your characters and um, their personalities and everything. You finally do make it to a village. And everyone make perceptions, please. Perception. Perception. 17. 12. Oh, Hey, Alfred, your uh, perceptions are kind of lacking. Hey, uh, I at least have points in perception. He has a lot more points than you, bud. So, you guys, as you finally break through the trees, you reach a small village. But it's strange because as you get closer to this village, you see this blue shimmering arch of light that's kind of surrounding the outskirts of it. It looks like from outside, it it might be probably a hundred feet or so away from the actual village, but you see that these poles sticking in the ground where this light seems to be kind of um, emanating from and almost encircling it like in a hemisphere. Um, And as you get closer and finally walk up to it, uh, you just see Amali and Finnevere walk straight through without any issue. Which you seem a little wary. Do you go through it? Vinayer, poke it. Poke it with my poke it. What's this? Um, as you guys poke it with your finger, it kind of ripples against your finger, and it feels cool to the touch, and almost like a little bit, a little bit of static, but nothing that's painful. Amali just looks back at you. It's the barrier. Mm, yes. Explain it as if I've never heard of it before. It's a relic that's used to protect the village from anything that might come out from the forest. Why isn't it stopping us, then? It's a shield. It's not stopping us. We we just chose to stop. I I said, why isn't it it stopping us? If it's supposed to prevent things from getting in, why isn't it stop us? Hostile creatures. It can sense hostility? Somewhat. So let's say I really, really wanted to punch Mr. Taylor over here. It wouldn't let me through? (sighs) Not like that. It did... (laughs) I pull out my wrench and try to swing at the barrier. (laughs) Hey, 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 watch it. You you swing at the barrier and it dinks off of it. And it feels like you hit something really hard and solid, just just solid. You're going to get us in trouble. Mm. Please don't do that. It's already hard enough trying to get them to trust people. Interesting enough. I would walk through if I could. I I walk through as well. So you guys enter through the barrier and you find yourselves in a very quaint village. Most of the buildings that you see are made of wood that you presume have been obtained from the nearby forest. Um, They have this deep red hue to them, similar to the trees that you saw deeper inside when you were in the ruins. Also, something you guys noted when you were going through the forest is that the color of the trunks as you were coming out were a lot lighter in color. The red was gone. It looked more like the color of regular oak, so a little bit lighter in the brown. But these buildings appear to be made with deep red wood. You also notice that there are a myriad of 
large tents and huts that are kind of made from like canvas dotted around in the village amongst the stable buildings. You also see that a lot of these canvas looking huts um, have been painted on a lot with some children actually actively painting on them now. Um, But a lot have like very interesting and intricate tribal symbols on them. And you see that a lot of the people that are there are wearing very long tunics and very loose fitting pants and shoes that are made looking like some kind of reed or grass. And you see that like, for example, a lot of the women are wearing strands of beads in their hair and across their forehead. And the men are wearing these short round caps that cover their entire head. And as you come into the village, we're going to end and close out here. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, hey. Dun. hey, well, at least we're not going to die starving in a forest. So, I mean, that's a pretty good place to end. Yay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Gate Chronicles. And also, yes, we had a surprise player come in in the middle of it, and we will be doing an introduction with him. This is, take it away, Jaden. Hi, my, my name's Jaden DiMaggio. I uh, voice Finnevir Avir. Perfect. <laughs> we'll do another, we'll do a full intro with him next episode. All right. And as always, if you've been enjoying this episode and the series so far, please consider leaving us a review on whatever podcast listening app that you're using, whether or not it's iTunes, Podchaser, even YouTube. Please leave us a review as well as subscribe and share us with your friends. And if you want to support us in other ways, please join us on our Patreon, where at $1 a month, you get access to early release of episodes, special episodes, as well as some giveaways that we're planning out in the future. And today we are again using our friend Sirenscape. So guys, Sirenscape is amazing. It is an awesome way for you to get the sounds from outside your game into the game. It makes it a lot easier. I'll say that much. So go check out Sirenscape at Sirenscape.com, where we even got a lot of free sound sets that made a lot of our beautiful ambiances today, including music and ambiance that was by Michael Gelfie, Kevin McLeod, and a myriad of other artists, please check out our attribution link in the description below, as well as all the names that are listed there. Thank you guys so much. And last but not least, I expect to see you in the Discord. Please press the link, please. I know sometimes it's hard to press links, but we would love to see you. Come and hang out with us. We love you. We want you there. Play games. We have a Minecraft server. Let's go. All right. Thank you. Okay, guys. So bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Farewell.